1: Have you ever thought to yourself, self, there is a crazy situation in the world happening right now. I wonder who is making money off of this event. If so, you, my dear listener, might be ready to start your journey of thematic investing. It takes that kind of broad, out of the box, and sometimes crazy thinking to be a successful thematic investor. Some thematic investors have a poor or even, I might say, icky reputation. They seem to be happy to make money off of sometimes heinous events, but not all thematic investing, in fact, most thematic investing does not take around heinous events. However, there's like that persona where some of the thematic investors are the equivalent of ambulance chasing lawyers trying to get his or her hands on the next big car wreck lawsuit, but many thematic investors just have a simple skill. They can see large macro events happening and quickly identifying the players, the companies, and the economies that are set up for this particular moment to make profit off of the national or global events happening around them. That is thematic investing, and that is what we will be talking about today. You are listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. So thematic investing has gained prominence in recent years. It's an alternative approach to traditional investment strategies. This method revolves around identifying, understanding, and capitalizing on long-term societal and economic trends. Typically, you got to think macroeconomic. Big picture. Investors, instead of solely relying and focused on individual companies and industries, they build their portfolios around overarching themes and macro trends. They're aiming to make profit from potential growth and impact of these themes and the global economy. In this particular episode, we're going to delve into the concept of thematic investing and its benefits, its challenges, and how investors like you and I could possibly leverage this strategy to our advantage. This is not financial advice, this is infotainment. You're here to learn, you're here to grow, you're here to be entertained. And I hope you're doing all those things. Let's get into it. Understanding thematic investing. Thematic investing involves identifying and investing in companies that are poised to benefit from specific trends, certain themes, and disruptive innovations. Just pause and think on that for a moment. Specific trends, themes, or disruptive innovations. If AI isn't popping into your head right now, you may not be a thematic investor. Let's continue, though. These themes can encompass a wide range of sectors and industries from technology and healthcare to environmental sustainability and demographic shifts. There are many, 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 many themes, and every year there are different themes. Sometimes they're very obvious ones, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Sometimes they're more nuanced to different sectors. You don't need to be an expert in the sector. You just need to look at the broad picture and think, self, who is making money and can I? So by focusing on thematic investing, investors aim to tap into the long-term drivers of change and growth in the global economy. Again, this year, think AI. So now we've got a little bit of a grasp on thematic investing. I'm sure you can guess that in 2020, a major theme of investing was influenced by the stay-at-home orders from COVID-19 pandemic. Governments all around the world are saying, you can't leave. Talked to my buddy Phil the other day. What's up, Phil? And he is in Melbourne. And apparently Melbourne was the most strict, longest shutdown economy on the planet. So in 2020, COVID-19 pandemic was the theme, was investing in companies based around our need to be at home for weeks and months. And in Phil's particular case, sometimes almost a year. The theme of stay-at-home investing covered many different sectors within the market. I'm just going to pause and let you think. Stay-at-home investing or investing in the stay-at-home theme, what companies made big bucks? Time's up. Hopefully you said companies like Peloton, the stay-at-home stationary bike company, a stay-at-home, let me say it again, stay-at-home stationary bike company. Listen to this. Peloton in 2020 was up 434%. That's a lot. Zoom, everyone is very familiar with Zoom at this point, a video communications company, up 396%. When you're at home, it isn't all work and all exercise. There were some psychos out there just working and exercising. However, some of us wanted to veg out and ignore our problems around the global world. As a result, Netflix and other streaming networks profited hand over fist as well. Those were some of the broad, general thematic investing opportunities in 2020. We'll get back to some more examples here in a little bit. We'll continue playing our little game. Let's talk about the benefits of thematic investing. Thematic investing offers a plethora, that's a big word for a lot, Advantages for investors. You've got alignment with megatrends. This is this would be the main theme. You get thematic investing enables investors to align your portfolio, yours mine, with major focuses shaping the world. Again, COVID was a big one in 2020. Megatrends such as technological innovation, climate change, demographic shifts, all of these things can drive long-term growth and provide resilient foundation for investment strategies. One thing I do need to highlight here. Thematic investing can be a flash in the pan. If you're a cook and you do the cool thing where the pan gets really hot and you throw in like the cooking alcohol, and it goes and it flashes, but then it's gone. The flame is quick, the flame is hot, the flame looks cool, and you're doing like a presentation, but then it's gone. A lot of thematic investing works like that. Peloton, spoiler alert, is in the toilet. So sometimes there can be opportunities to jump on thematic investing, but take a lesson from people who didn't pull out. I'm talking to you, Kathy Woods. You might want to sell when your evaluation gets a little out of control, or at least I personally would have taken some profits off the table. Let's get into benefit number two, long-term growth potential. Goes exactly against what I just said, because As an investor, you're looking for longer-term themes, but sometimes thematic investing doesn't do that. But by focusing on themes with long-term growth potential, thinking AI here, thematic investors can capture the compounding effect over time. They position themselves to benefit from trends that are expected to persist or intensify in the coming years. If you were looking at AI, which is a huge trend this particular year, 2023, people all across the news are talking about how AI is going to disrupt the um, employees, you're looking at jobs that might be being cut. People are worried about journalism, different things of that nature. AI can be a long-term trend. A stay at home by a company that's up 434%. Probably not. The third benefit from thematic investing, you get different types of diversification because your portfolio typically is going to encompass a broad array of companies which can mitigate risks associated with individual stocks and sectors. And this diversification spreads risk and helps protect against volatility of individual companies. It's kind of like you're building your own little thematic ETF, if you will. Two more, positivities. Innovation and disruption. Many thematic investors are centered around innovation and disruptive technologies. Investing in these themes can provide opportunities to participate in the growth of companies at the forefront of the change. Does anybody know the company Kodak? Maybe just from the history books, because they used to be one of the darlings of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Now, they no longer exist. Why? Because they did not work around innovation. They thought that the black and white photo, although hot again right now, would be the bread and butter forever. They didn't jump on board with digital photography, and in so doing, their stock is kaput. You have to be looking at innovation and disruption if you're going to be a good thematic investor. And finally, you have impactful investing, because thematic investing often aligns with investors' personal values and societal objectives. For instance, investing in themes like clean energy and sustainability allows you to contribute to the environmental and social goals while pursuing financial returns. I tried this. I tried to be a good green investor. <laughs> I bought a lot of a stock a few years ago that worked with um, EV cars, solar-powered charging stations, and I'm currently down a lot of money. So sometimes you're ahead of the theme. Sometimes you think that, yes, this is going to work, but that's one of the dangers of thematic investing, which we're going to talk about next, is getting too far ahead of the trend. I mean, you think all of these EV cars, investing in the solar chargers and the charging infrastructure is going to be a great moneymaker. Well, not so much for me yet. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to jump in the challenges of thematic investing. We're going to talk about market timing, which I just hinted at. And then we'll play a little game of who's who of thematic investing from 21, 22, and 2023. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass.
0: From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite.
1: Welcome back. We are still talking thematic investing, and right now we're getting into challenges in thematic investing. While thematic investing has its merits, it also has a share of challenges and considerations, as does any share or stock that you're going to look at getting into. Volatility and risk can be one of the major ones here with thematic investing because thematic investing can be subject to significant volatility, as I mentioned with Pelton, especially when themes are highly dependent on rapid changing technologies or market dynamics. Investors got to be prepared for fluctuations in your portfolio because many of the companies that had heroic performances in 2020 and 2021 were also the biggest losers in 2022. Peloton fell 76% in 21, then another 77% the next year. You compound that and that's a bad portfolio. Zoom, our beloved stay-at-home work screen where our boss can tap in when he wants or she wants. Zoom fell 63% in 21, and then another 45% in 2022. So themes change and so do profits. Volatility and risk is a very cognitive, don't use cognitive dissonance, thinking just because something did well one time, it's going to do well again. Volatility and risk is very much the theme of thematic investing. Number two, lackluster historical data. Because some of th- thematic investments are relatively new, it makes it challenging to rely on historical performance data. And every good stock picker should tell you that performance doesn't indicate necessary good returns, but investors need to base their decisions on forward-looking projections rather than what the company was able to do in the past. Number three, concentration risk. Focusing too heavily on single theme or narrow set of themes can expose investors to concentration risk, obviously, and a downturn in the theme's prospects could have a substantial negative impact on the portfolio. Number four, and I got a story, market timing. Thematic investing requires a degree of market timing and understanding when a theme is in its growth phase. You want to be early to the growth, not too early where you lose money like me in ChargePoint. Entering too early or too late can affect your returns, and this is a huge thing to look for And how I've lost good, hard-earned money being too early and too late to the thematic party. So be careful. In 2020, I was actually pretty prepped for the COVID March dip. I obviously didn't know that COVID was going to be happening, but I had a large chunk of money. I happened to be rolling over a 401k, which you guys would know is superannuation. But in America, we have this silly system where we are in charge of our retirement accounts. So when you leave a company, typically you want to take your 401k with you. You roll it over into an individual retirement account known as an IRA, and then you can do stupid things like put all of your money in Peloton if you want. I didn't, but here's the story. I obviously did not know that COVID dip was going to be happening, but I was looking for some sort of dip because the market had been on a pretty good run, and I was looking for... A drawback. Typically, a correction or drawback is 10 to 20 percent dip. So, I had my eyes on a 10 percent fall. At that moment, at that time, when we kind of cumulatively pull 10 percent from the most recent all-time high, I was ready to put large chunks of the retirement money into the broad market, like S&P 500 index. I remember being on the beach in California. I was visiting some friends, and we were in Malibu, and it was, like, wonderful, and oh, I love California, and it's cold in Ohio right now, and now I'm getting envious. Anyway, I got a news alert on my phone that the U.S. market and subsequent markets around the world were dropping fast. COVID had already been the news for a few weeks, and I think there was, like, a cruise ship stranded outside of San Francisco, but there wasn't much panic happening at the time. Little did we know that COVID was very much already all over America And panic was just around the corner. So the news alert hits my phone, and I pull up my stock brokerage app. I see the market had fallen quite a bit that day. And I put in 25% of the money that I had on the sidelines, invested into a broad-based index ETF. The next day, it fell around uh, a bit more. So I put 25% more in. The next day, you guessed it, it fell again. And I invested the rest of the money that I had on the sidelines. All three of those days, I invested in broad market index funds that are based in the S&P 500. I didn't buy any individual stocks, nor did I short the market. I just happened to be patient, waiting for a good 10% drawback. And I was dollar cost averaging in on the dip, buying the dip. Sometimes when you try to buy the dip, it keeps dipping. This is the lesson here. I think I had fully invested maybe three or five of those days. My average price of the SPY, the SPY, which is the ETF that I like that tracks the S&P 500, I think my average price was about $300 per share. Well, COVID, as you know, ended up being a much bigger deal. In the next 15 days, the market kept falling. And by the time I had left California, got back to Ohio, and pulled up my brokerage app, the SPY ETF had fallen from $339 a share to $217 per share. That's when it finally hit the bottom of the COVID-V, March 23rd, 2020. I got my 10% discount I was looking for, but I moved too fast into the market because I didn't do any research on the scope of events. I didn't look at thematic investing. I was just looking for the 10% dip. I saw the buying opportunity. I took the buying opportunity, and then the dip dipped, and then the dip dipped, and then the dip 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 dipped. Had I waited five or 10 more days? even like, let's say I put 25% in the first day and then I waited a few days and then put 25% more and then I kept the other 50% off. Had I waited additional five to 10 more days, I could have purchased an additional 191 shares of the SPY with the exact same amount of money. Oh man, that actually kind of hurts doing the math. Anyway, that is the power of large global thematic investing. If you do a little bit of research... You can be ready to make money. I wasn't doing thematic investing. I was just doing buy the dip. Last thing I want to talk about is regulatory and policy changes because this kind of goes along with the 2020 theme. Themes can be influenced by government regulations and policy changes. For example, healthcare themes can be heavily influenced by changes in healthcare legislation. I learned my lesson. This I feel like this podcast should be titled Nick's Bad Investing and Things Not to Do. I learned my lesson the hard way because healthcare legislation is brutal. I've spoken to my podcast before how I fancy myself a penny stock picker. And for a little bit, I had a good season of selecting biotech stocks. Like I'm picking these small biotech stocks that I think will become major pharmaceutical drugs or that they'll get bought out by a major pharmaceutical company. I had a good five or six good stock picks that made quick money, sometimes in just a few days, sometimes weeks and months. One stock that I talked myself into buying a little bit too much of ended up being a drug that got rejected by the U.S. Federal Drug Administration, the FDA, and the stock went from $6 to $0.97 in one trading day, a loss of 84% in that one day. And within a few months, that company was bankrupt. Penny stock investing is not for the faint of heart. Another example... I could talk about the COVID 19 pandemic again. Regulatory factors and eventual government mandated lockdowns had a huge effect on global markets. Some stocks again profited greatly, and some companies went bankrupt. So, you need to think through regulatory and policy changes before you just jump into things. So, now that we have a good foundation of thematic investing. Let's go through. Let's think about 21, 2022, and 2023. What was happening globally? So now let's think. Let's do a little exercise. You need to think about the events, the themes of 2021, 2022, and this year, 2023. What was happening and is happening globally? Is there a particular one theme or many themes that you can invest in? I'll give you a little bit of thought as I continue to talk slower and think about themes in 21, 22, 23. Let's go. All right. Think about it. Big, large, meta events that were happening that you could have and probably wished you had invested in due to the global or national events. This is the thought process you need to be thinking of when you're thinking about thematic investing. What huge things are happening in the world? Is it too early? Is it too late? Is it the right time? Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you do have to take a little bit of a gamble. What companies, sectors, nations, commodities may be getting a boost from these things that are happening? Let's start with this year, 2023. The huge theme of this year is artificial intelligence, AI. It seemed like every CEO on every single earnings call was somehow trying to mention the buzzword AI as much as possible. Companies like NVIDIA, Meta, Google, Microsoft all had very good stock performance, sometimes crazy stock performance because of these companies' varying stories of how they are going to use AI to disrupt some aspect of the future. And if you had invested in, in nearly any of these companies, any of the companies, in the beginning of 2023, you made good money. AI so far is the theme of 2023, when many of us, myself included, thought that recession was going to be the theme of 2023. Yet the market was so hungry for some good story that people just started pumping out some AI. People have been working on AI for years. Google is not new to AI. Microsoft's not new to AI, but because the recession talk was so heavy and because people were so interested in some sort of good news, the AI story went hyperbolic. Okay, 2022. 2022 was a bad year for stocks all around the world, but there were a few themes to take advantage of if you had an appetite for risk due to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. The pipeline from Russia to the EU countries came to basically a standstill. This caused non-Russian oil and natural gas stocks to have a very good performing year. Seven of the top 10 performing stocks around the world were involved in oil or natural gas in 2022, all performing over 90%, 90% in a year when the S&P 500 dropped 18%. Oil and gas, the story for 2022. Unless you just shorted the market, then you made good money also. 2021 was a big year for many stocks around the globe, but there were a few themes to pick and choose from, but seemingly two rose to the top of the pile. Thematic investing stocks based around meme stocks, as well as companies producing COVID-19 vaccines, led the charts globally. Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson were all major COVID-19 manufacturers. All were great investments to have in your portfolio in 2021. But the nearly bankrupt so-called meme stocks led the way because retail traders like my buddy James, (laughs) who I will call out actively, investors who wanted to be so bold as to call a meme stock an investment poured their hard-earned money into violently, violently volatile stocks such as AMC, Bed Bath & Beyond, Nokia, and the king of them all. GameStop. And yes, there is a movie out there about it right now. Give it a watch. It's entertaining. GameStop ended 2021 up six hundred and eighty-seven percent. There are themes all around the world, every year, sometimes a month by month. In this podcast is thematic investing in a nutshell. Maybe you've been doing this type of investing for a while and you haven't even really thought that it's a thematic investing. Sometimes you're just a momentum swing trader, and you're just riding the wave of different sectors and stocks that are making money, and you're basically engaging in thematic investing without all of the work. Congratulations. I've spent some time investing this way and that way, and if you're interested and you want to talk more about thematic investing, hit me up on the My Millennial Money Facebook page, and we can all thematically invest and learn together. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world, for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA.
0: All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.